Okay. We got we got open it right. The mic ready. One, two, go shoot. Damn. I'm sorry. Ain't that a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) And just like that, we are back with another episode of Controlled Chaos. Yes. Featuring Juliana and her dysfunctional ass. Damn. I'm sorry. (laughs) Lick it. All right. I'm not just with Juliana. I am with the. 52 kg national champion and the American record bench press holder who also has a 497 dots. Why is 500? That's that's a I don't have a deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. <laughs> but yes, we are with a national champ one of my great friends for quite some time now. Yeah. Like, yeah. good deep friendship. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, so, where did you guys meet? We went to VCU. VCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure we met, like, in Cary Street Gym. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure it was through Anton. Yeah, it definitely was. Because <laughs> I had just started lifting with people from the gym. And so it was definitely Anton, yeah. So that was like 2019? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Juliana, tell the people, like, what you do. Like, if an Uber driver, like, you're in an Uber, and that Uber driver asks you, oh, so what do you do? Like, what do you tell them? Um, I go to school. I hang out with my dog. Then I go to the gym. Then I go to work. And then I go home. What are you in school for? Uh, right now, I am doing a post-bac program and then applying to dental school. So hopefully, I will be in dental school soon. It's not hopefully. It will happen. Hopefully. <laughs> you kind of have no choice at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's all or nothing at this point. Your whole so. family's part of it. So like... Yeah. Yeah. So is that the driving force? Like family tradition? Um, Originally, I did not want to do what they did. <laughs> When I was in high school, I was like, I will never be a dentist because that's what you guys did. And I want to be different. And then I finished my degree and I was like, never mind, guys. I think I want to be a dentist. And then that's what started. But I, the driving the driving force is mainly I love working with my hands. Mm-hmm. I love being able to physically manipulate things to fix them. And so it's really cool because for me, dentistry combines my love of art and science into one profession. And that's really what I want to do. So Juliana, what is the best toothbrush to use? I love my Philips Sonicare. Mm. I'll never, I'll always get that one. But you have to change your toothbrush head every three months. Damn, so. I thought it was six. Three. <laughs> that shit tied to it. Should be three. You should see your dentist so, every six months though. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. I think I'm more than you. So more than make you. your dental appointments. We will when we become adults so we when it comes to uh this uh business we're in <laughs> we gotta make some choices and a couple of those choices come with uh c- cutting off some insurance <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm back on health insurance so it's fine oh you're back oh. yeah damn i know why shit i know we was doing that now well, I didn't have a choice. She's going to sign me up for it. Okay. <laughs> we still got to make our bed every day. That's already hard enough. Yeah. So I remember. Uh, I, I made it two days. Our prep for uh, Ron Nationals. I was like, Julian, we're going to get 
12 weeks, we're going to get locked in. But we're going to make our bed every day. It lasted two days. Two days. Yeah. We were supposed to like send a picture of our of our beds being made like every morning. It lasted two days. Two days. Yeah, did not last very long. But I think with my um, so with my mechanical toothbrush, I kind of just wait till it dies and then I switch the head. Mine's still manual. It's just a replaceable head. I don't like mechanical toothbrushes. Uh, how come? It just seems lazy to me. Isn't it? Like you can't move your hand back and forth and brush your own teeth. I mean, somebody told me that's the best. Like, that's I why I was told. Electric toothbrush. Yeah. Electric. Why did I say mechanical? Like Ashlyn has the water pick, the toothbrush. The, I have a water pick. Like, all that stuff. So my mom bought me a water pick. I I don't even use them often. It's nice. I only use it like every so often when I feel like it. It's just it's kind of just another step that I don't feel like adding into I my like routine. I like my water pick but I only use it if I'm like in a hurry and I'll just yeah. run into my bathroom and use the water pick real quick and then mm, that's it. Okay. Yes. But I'll still use regular floss. Right, yeah, it's just some cheap one that my mom got me. So the bottom uh, will keep coming done, undone. Mm. And so the water will just fall out. I remember the first time I used it, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just, I filled it up with water and I just press the button and just Typical. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. Nice. Because nice. yeah, who reads instructions? Was not not men. It's cheating. <laughs> Gotta figure it out she, like a man. She gets it. She fucking gets it. So, what got you into powerlifting? Um, a couple of things. I think the first one was I've been a field hockey player and a gymnast up until I started lifting weights, and I wanted to see what else I could do. So I went through a little fit chick phase for a while where I was just in the gym training, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I just went in there and lifted weights on machines and stuff for fun. And then a friend from AmFam, Maddie and Brock, Mm -hmm. they introduced me to powerlifting, specifically Maddie, because she had started out trying it out. And um, I was kind of interested. And then I tore my ACL during a field hockey game. And then after that, I was... Like, well, I don't want to run anymore. I'm too scared to retire it. So I was kind of dove right into powerlifting after that because mm-hmm. it was more static. And then, um, yeah, it just stuck ever since. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about your uh, your field hockey journey, which which to me is very interesting. My field hockey? Uh, well, I started in middle school mm-hmm. after I quit gymnastics. And then, um, yeah, I, I did that till my sophomore year of college i just played club um i'd always intended on playing college sports specifically like division one field hockey and i almost did until i just decided not to i just didn't want to do it anymore so (laughs) i wanted to see what else i could do i had so many friends go play division one and it was their whole life and Mm -hmm. the ones that loved it loved it and the ones that didn't like it really hated it so yeah I, i wanted to see what else i could do and then um my sophomore year of college, I was playing club and it was my last game and uh, tore my ACL and then uh, that was it. So, yeah, yeah it was kind of sucked, but right. it's all right. I mean, I can still I'm cleared to play. I've played like once since then and I still go to the fields and just kind of mess around and pass the ball around. But I'm just always too scared to retear it. So right. it was just so funny to me how like you could have you could have won D1. 
and then you actively so, chose not to. Yeah, actively chose not to. I don't want that free money at all. <laughs> <laughs> but then she still wants to just decide to just play for the club. Yeah. A couple so, months later, after getting on campus. Yeah. Wait but, a was, but was it just? Do you think because it's just seen more like? What was it? Was it just like the competitiveness, and you just you just want to feel like um, you just have fun with play play for fun with like nothing to lose in a sense? No, I loved the competition. The part I just got burnt out. I mean, I'd been playing on my school team, and then a travel team for indoor, and then a travel yeah. team for outdoor. So it was just like year round playing for yeah. since sixth grade till my senior year. Yeah. Year round playing like that it was just exhausting, and by by the time. I was in my junior year, sophomore year. I was like the the talk of like, oh, you know, you're going to commit somewhere coming up soon started. And then I just kept putting it off. Just, you know, didn't just kind of kept procrastinating it. So by the time senior year came to commit to a D1 school senior year is late. Like all my friends were already committed sophomore year for a division one schools. Mm-hmm. So at that point, my senior year was kind of like, I mean, I had a few potential Division One offers in my sophomore year, which I kind of just kept putting off. And then I still had Division Three offers my senior year, and I just turned them down. Uh, just burnt out. It wasn't fun anymore. I didn't like. I didn't enjoy it anymore. It was just kind of a chore. And mm-hmm. there were moments where I loved it, but overall, I was just. I wanted to see what else was there. I also think like people tend to underestimate the commitment it is to being a. A student athlete, yeah, because that is oh, it's a full time job. Yeah, it's yeah, because yeah, we were talking about this. Sean and I were talking about this uh, this morning about how like what his schedule used to be like when he played football, because he had it was no option for you. You had to do like seven thirty a.m. classes. Oh, yeah. Yep, that way I'd have eleven a.m. off mm-hmm. from that point forward to do study halls, different meetings, practices, workouts, yeah. recovery times. Try to get dinner in before the late workout or late practice, late film session. Even talking with Ryan, going D one from D three, it's completely different. Like, oh yeah, he, he could work a job. I there was no possible way I could have worked a job. Mm-hmm. It is your job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, the only reason I had really pushed for a Division one is mainly because my grades were not bad, but I wasn't like a straight A student. I made all A's and B's, but I wasn't straight A's. So my goal was, if I'm going to play Division one, I, I want to use my athletic ability to kind of get into a higher caliber school than I would have been able to with just my A's and B's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had some schools that were considered more academically, like higher caliber, that the teams really liked me. And I kind of used field hockey as a way to kind of wedge my way in those schools because yeah. uh, I knew I didn't have like the grades. But in the end, I just I just I applied to the schools that I thought I could just do well in on my own without sports. And I got yeah. into all the ones I applied to. None of them were fancy, but it was fine. I was yeah. happy with it. So. That's good. Mm-hmm. And does it seem like that you still play like a little bit? Yeah. Kinda? Like with my lifting schedule, it's hard because right. I um, don't want to get sore from running. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, every now and then I'll go out to the turf fields and just kind of play around with people, pass the ball, shoot some goals just for fun. I won't actually play like a game. Um, just because playing 100%, the thought of it scares me in my knee. So I'll, I'll play with people, but I've only played one game since my ACL injury, and I loved it, but I was hurting the next day. So I think that's kind of like every power – I think every power lifter has, like, that sport that they started at that they loved playing, mm-hmm. and then they kind of just – they stopped playing it for a little bit, but it's because they get so deeply into powerlifting where they switch gears. 
and it's like they kind of get to the point where it's just like they get they get burnt out or they get tired of powerlifting for a little bit and then they start to slowly creep back into the one sport that they love like for me it is basketball I do play every so often but and now now in this day and age basketball it kicks my ass yeah. like I'll wake up and my shin my feet and my shins are destroyed yeah. and I'm just I'm it's crazy because I'm even more sore playing a basketball game that will be an SBD day oh yeah yeah, I go run outside on the turf field for like five minutes. The yeah. next day, quads are sore, every glutes are sore. It's bad. But I have, I do have, I think more fun playing basketball now yeah. every so often than I did before when I was like playing in high school and stuff because it's just, it's just I think it's just more like a, it's just like a getaway yeah. from powerlifting. Yeah, it's a break, something mm-hmm. different. Yeah, I agree with that. If I. If I have a meet coming up or something, I, I won't do it just because of soreness. Mm-hmm. But like the the weekend after Nats, um, me and my roommates went to the fields and just kind of played around. It was fun. I miss it. I miss it sometimes, but yeah, um, I, I'm fine with not being in it anymore. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yep. So we're going to work our way from the bottom work all the way to the top. Okay. So from the beginning of your powerlifting journey mm-hmm. so i did some deep diving what'd you find i did some research so i was on open powerlifting oh and i saw the first meet the very very first yep. meet <laughs> in 2019 yeah, yeah so what happened that first meet i bombed out bombed out on bench on bench. On bench. Her best lift. My best lift. Where the American record's at. Yeah. Bombed out, yeah. Um so I forgot what meet that was. What meet was it? You remember? It, I think it was a no, it was a novice meet. Mm-hmm. It was like a novice open or something. And it I mean it was only one platform because at the time, twenty nineteen, it's not even that long ago, but powerlifting has grown so much. Mm-hmm. Like that meet, I remember it being so small. And now I mean it was still like like I love that meet, but compared mm. to the novice meets now, this meet was tiny. The one that we shot, the Chaos Media, we shot yeah. in uh, God April. Yeah, like two hundred and seventeen. Yeah, it was two days. We had one platform. platform yeah, platform, yeah, nothing like that. But yeah, I, I bombed out on bench and I paused all my squats. Don't know why. I, <laughs> I remember. Ah, I should have found it because I do remember yeah. seeing that. I don't know why. <laughs> I I. I remember like up until that point, I had never practiced like commands. Like I'd mm. never, I didn't really have like a real coach yet. Mm. So people were just kind of like, I would get suggestions on what to do and I would do it. And that was how I basically prepped for this meet. Wait, so you so, were, were you like self-programming when you first started? No, no, no. I had someone like helping me, but oh, okay. they weren't like a coach. They were just right. someone in the club that was kind of helping me do it. But um, yeah, I, I also the handler for that meet, he was a good friend from VCU. He showed up two hours late. So I did not know what I was doing. Did not know how to warm up. <laughs> don't know. I didn't know anything. Still don't, but really didn't at that time. And so. You have to tell me who it is after. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. You know this person. Um, he's awesome. Nothing, nothing against him, but it was just the circumstances made it so funny. Does he go to this gym? Uh, I've seen him here maybe once or twice. Oh, hell. <laughs> no, no, it's not very. He, he kind of just do his own thing. And it was fine. I mean, I, I wasn't like. 
I wasn't upset about it. We're thinking too much. We'll figure it out later. We're thinking yeah, too much. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'd never done like commands. I just, mm. I knew what the commands were, but right. I'd never practiced them. And so when I, I remember when I went up for my first squat, I was like, what? I don't know what to do. Like I literally, <laughs> they said, bars loaded. I walked out and I remember like putting the weight on my back and walking out and I was like, now what? Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'll squat it. And then for some reason, I thought there was like an up command on squat. I don't know why. So I got to the bottom and I was like, is this it? I think, you know, that is more common, I feel like, because for people that don't really know commands, because they do think that you, like, since you get like a star command, yeah. you're waiting for like the up command too. Yeah, that's when, that's what went through <laughs> squat. my head. I think, it's, I think it is kind of common yeah. to hear that. So I like paused it and then I realized like, oh, there's no command for that. And then I stood it back up and I, I don't know why I did it on all three. Like mm. you would have thought after the first one, I would have been like, oh, there's no pause. Mm -hmm. Nope. You're just nerves. You didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. So. It's, it's funny. You still tell us this every day. I don't know what I'm doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just blindly, whatever Mr. Director Coach Matt puts on my sheet yeah. is what I do. So let me, so I took a picture of it, but let's see. So yeah, that first me, you bombed out. Um, so you were you were 20 when you first started and then your next meet you did so you did ballad the beach four months later mm -hmm. and you got first in open and first in juniors where you you pr'd on all your lifts the only thing that you yeah. missed was your third deadlift yes you got 281, but you failed 286. But you bench, golly, you were you were you were already benching 192. Start guy, 192 and weighing at 121 pounds. Yeah, I was a 57 at that time. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you were a 57, and then you cut. So you cut down to 52. Was that intentional? Um, no. I did my first nationals <laughs> in 2019, and I weighed in at 53. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, my coach at the time was like, "Okay, well, um, that's a little light." And I was like, "Okay, I don't know." And so, ever since then, I'd kind of played around with the idea of going down to 52 because I just always weighed in pretty. I mean, I weighed in pretty light for that, yeah. and then. The other meets, I weighed in right at the 56, 57 mark, usually around 55, but I felt like just sluggish and I was basically eating my way into the class. Yeah. So uh, I just figured like if I felt, if I could get down to like 53 comfortably and still eat what I wanted, I might as well just cut down and like water cut my way into 52. Right. So. Yeah. So when you're cutting, so how are your, your cuts aren't even really that aggressive, are they? Uh, I mean, you're, yeah. yeah, I usually walk around 53 and a half. So I do a small water cut. It's like four or five days, one kilo. And mm -hmm. I'm usually good to go. Gotcha. So, yeah, because <laughs> like the weight, that weight class in, in pounds. So for people that yeah. don't know kilos. So, and that weight class that she competed at her first round nationals is 125 pounds. She weighed in at 116. She was almost 10 pounds on her leg. Accidentally. <laughs> Oops. But she, and she still, but you still came in, you came in eighth. I don't know. I, I really think like that Nationals, I love that Nationals, but I think it was just right was, place, right time. So with that, is was that weight class, is it deep? Was Well, at that time, was it deep? Because um, I know like some of the, 
like some of the smaller women's weight classes, it's a I think on I think on average when it comes to the raw nationals, it's probably like maybe at most ten to twelve, mm-hmm. I think. But I do know like at the beginning though, it was only like I know for like the late the lightest like forty seven, it was a, it was like five of them. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really remember. Okay. Um I I like my first meet was that same year. So mm-hmm. I really didn't know like anything. I mean, I knew yeah. the few people that I had followed on Instagram and I knew them and I recognized them. But other than that, I truly had no idea like who else was there. I just like was still. Dang, I just realized that is a, that's a crazy to bomb all of this in one year. She bombs out her first meet. Then four months later, she competes again. Your coach handled me at that one. Really? Battle of the Beach, yeah. Right, shout out to Anton, man. Anton handled me. But yeah, so you bomb, you bomb out your first meet. You come back four months later. You mm-hmm. win. You win your both way. You win both open and juniors, and you qualify for raw nationals <laughs> in that same year. And then you do raw nationals, and you get top eight in your weight class. Yeah, that's but- a crazy. That's like that's a crazy first year of powerlifting. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think my <laughs> I think my nationals placement is truly just like I was just in the right place at the from my point of view I was just in the right place at the right time because mm-hmm. I there I know at that nationals like I know of at least like a, a few people like missed weight or bombed out like there were people there that were like just their performance was just not on that day and mm-hmm. so their placement dropped and in turn I feel like mine jumped so mm-hmm. I don't really know if like that eighth was truly earned or if I was just in the right place at the right time. I would like to believe that it's truly earned, but a big part of me is like, yeah, I got lucky, mm-hmm. but it was fun. Yeah. I like doing it. Okay. So then 20, 20, okay. So yeah. So then 2020. So you basically took a year to compete again. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming you, so that Raw Nationals, so Raw Nationals 2019, that was, what was that? Lombard. Uh, yeah, Lombard. Lombard. Mm-hmm. Same then, one as Mirror-wise. Mm-hmm. So 2020, you missed that. That was, that was Daytona? Yes. Okay. So you missed that one. I was there. I was you just were watching. You were just yeah. watching. You just, okay. Yeah. Um. I just... I think I just had a lot like going on. I don't remember the specifics, but I remember just being that was kind of like I was graduating that winter and I was trying to make sure I just got everything done because mm-hmm. I transferred from a different school um, into VCU. I I had to take like a bunch of summer classes to make sure I graduated on time. Where did you transfer from? JMU. Ah, I went there okay. for one year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think like I didn't want to compete just because the training and everything. I was I was not keeping up with my training. I was being kind of lazy with it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if I want, if I go back to nationals, I want to go knowing that I did everything I could to prep for it, not mm-hmm. just go just, just right. because. All so right. I went to watch. Yeah, and then so in twenty twenty, that's when you did win a record. Mm-hmm. You got second here in both open and in juniors and this time you weighed in 124 yeah. so one pound under yeah this time. I, so I, you, I ate <laughs> <laughs> I ate yeah uh, do you remember who you lost to uh, 
I don't know. It might have been Brittany Suplicky. Because I remember yeah. having to compete against. I remember specifically waiting like in the warm up room and seeing her squat opener come up on there, and I was like, "We're gonna have fun today. That's it. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna. We're not gonna win anything. We're just gonna have fun." But I think it was her. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I, I think it might have been her. I don't know. So, did you ever, did you ever like look up like your opponents before a meet just mm -hmm. to see like. Not really. I would look up to see like if I knew anyone, like if any of my friends or people I knew were doing the same meet as me. But sometimes I would look up like how many I, I would look up like how many people I was competing against. But specific names, I don't know if I really looked up that many. I mean, the ones that stuck out to me, like the ones I knew, like I knew who Brittany Suplicky was. So when I saw her name on the roster, I was kind of like, oh, OK, I know I know what's going to happen here. But I would kind of look her up just to like because she was so strong. I was like, mm -hmm. I just want to see what she's doing. Like, it's just cool to watch. But in terms of looking up to see like, oh, where do I fall? Mm, not really. So it was never like, you never had that that competitive edge. Like, okay, can I, can I beat this person? Will I beat this mm -hmm. person? I want to beat this person going into a meet. Me and Jules have talked about that before. The competitive edge aspect mm -hmm. from sports to this is completely different. Yeah. Like yeah. in sports, I would want to kill you. Like you are the enemy. But in powerlifting, it's like, I'm just having fun, dog. I don't, We're just looking ways. I yeah. don't appreciate you looking me dead in the eye and saying that. That's the eye contact I would give you on the field, too. <laughs> it is very different. But it no, like, that, that switch that gets turned on, it's like the Vietnam copters in the back of my head type shit. But, like, powerlifting, it's like, I, I'm literally lifting weights in somebody yeah. else's Sean's a rec room. No, it's true, though. It is very different. Mm -hmm. like, like, you can't think of it as the same. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to battle powerlifting. Come on. No, I'm, Come on, I'm not. Dog. I do think we that, all wearing skin tight clothes, sweating it out. I am matching my outfit to go step on a platform right. and do a squat. I'm not going to war. Like, I, do. I also don't have scholarship for this. Like I was getting paid to be there. Also, there's no team that I'm like, I mean, I am part of team. Go, right. go, go game day. But like chaos, it's not go chaos, but it's not the same <laughs> as being on like a team sport where you have to work together in that moment. It's mm -hmm. kind of like people like I, no one's directly relying on me when i'm out there doing a squat that's kind of just i'm doing oh, the best yeah. i can but it, it definitely is a different. you it always starts off with you versus you mm -hmm. at first because it's you know you're trying to be the best version of yourself but then also it's like it's you versus the weight you know like it's a ba it's a battle between you and weight like mm -hmm. that's the that's the first battle um and then i do think I do think that it is some people that do just kind of have like that competitiveness where it's like, okay, you know, I do want to, like for me, every, I, I want to win everything that I do. I do want to beat, you know, this and that person here and there. But I do think at first, I do think about the weight first and mm -hmm. then that person later. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, depending on circumstances. I you definitely know. like, I love, it's, it's, I'm normally very competitive with everything mm -hmm. else. But I don't know why in, in um, powerlifting, it, there's just kind of, I just enjoy it and I just like doing it for fun. I like other people doing it. Like I like watching my friends do it and everything. So it's more just, I mean, I'll go to win. Like I love to win, don't get me wrong. It's not not something I think about, but it's definitely, definitely different. It's a big shift from the team sports I'm used to doing because that is, that is like you are on a team and you are all there for the same reason. It's all to win. Like no, no one cares if I do like this crazy goal with all this skill. They just want a goal. Right. I mean, people care, but it's you just want the goal. So it's like 
it's different and um i i like to win but i go more just to have fun see what i can do so yeah so after so after 2020 after the winter record 2020 um that was oh, that was during COVID. So mm-hmm. the vid. Uh, so then you took you took a two year break into twenty twenty two. Why is that? Um, just school. I just started my um, post back program. Life be lifing. Yeah. So life was lifing. I was trying to figure out like taking all the classes I need to to um, like declare pre dental the, the, the pre dental track and then. All those classes are, you know, hard sciences. So just making sure I did well in them and everything made them count. So I was just busy, just working in school and everything. And at the time I was so focused on that. I was like, oh, you know, I've only done one meet recently. So there's no reason to push it. So were you still training? Yeah, I was still training. Um, I was not as dedicated training, but I was still training. Okay. So, yeah. So and then 2022, we have the the winter open and that is where so that was so i'm assuming that this cut down the weight class was unintentional that's that's the one and that was the one where i was a 52 right uh i'm horrible with kilos but yes yeah yeah yes. yeah yeah yes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one yeah. was intentional because i was eating during my two years off and mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, like I wanted to try to pay 52 before. I'll try to do it now. And uh, I cut down and that meat. I actually did my cut and it was fine, but uh, I drank way too much like water. I retained so much water from that cut and uh, I was struggling to make weight. I was spitting in a cup for hours, but we really? made it. But that, that was like the only weight cut, the first and only weight cut I've had that was a struggle. That's good. Yeah. As from what I'm looking at, you were still progressing. Um, like your squat, your squat has steadily progressed, no matter no matter what, throughout your entire lifting career. Mm-hmm. But in that first meet, in that first meet as a uh, a 52, your bench. I mean, your bench was kind of it was lower than your previous because you benched. Uh, 220 as your top yeah but before that you did 230 you did 231 and then your dead your deadlift was at oh this was your best well yeah this is your best deadlift 3 314 still my best deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> i mean two other lists that make up for it so yeah, yeah. so yeah so your bench kind of i mean guess it kind of took a hit there but then we go is this the same year too so the rivers ah yes so river city rampage oh yeah 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 and that is where you got oh so in that last meet you had a force ah so you have 472 dots in your lap and that meet before but then here you had a 470 dots and but were you already invited to the pro at that point or uh, no saber invited me to the pro at the river city rampage meet like at hmm. the end i did not know he was going to it just he just did i was like okay because hmm. i originally was going to do that meet and then i was like oh, i'll take some more time off right just chill and then yeah he invited me to that and i remember looking over at my coach matt and he was like well looks like we're gonna oh yeah so when does the pro. when does a 
When is game day coming to this? My first meet with game day was that River City Rampage meet. Really? Mm -hmm. okay. I was coached by Josiah Vivero right before. Mm -hmm. um, and then I switched to Matt Holden for that meet. And okay. I that meet was a four week meet prep because I got my wisdom teeth taken out unexpectedly. <laughs> so poor Matt had to give me the shortest meet prep in existence. And yeah, that was the result of four weeks. <laughs> I remember after that meet, uh, Matt was like, I'm, I'm excited to see what we can do with a full, not four week meet prep. I was like, yeah, right. same. So yeah, that's when I switched. And then that meet, that was your, that was your first 225 bench. In competition, yeah. 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 And then so and then after that, we have the Virginia Pro here mm -hmm. where you had a flawless nine for nine performance with a three thirty squat, two thirty seven bench, and a three fourteen deadlift with four hundred and seventy eight dots. And ah, but here so you decided not to cut yeah. during that class. So. Yeah, that one I uh, did not cut at all. Mm -hmm. And um, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to either way. I mean, Matt had a reason, which made sense. It was because if I cut 252 and then set records, I'd have to break my own records at Nats. So I was like, oh, I so won't cut so that I can. Okay. Um, which I I made sense but also the main the main reason i didn't want to cut is because i wasn't i wasn't what was i gonna cut for like right. i wasn't gonna win i was just going to have fun because i got invited i'm not a pro i was just there to like essentially fill a roster spot mm -hmm. so I, I was just happy to be there and mm -hmm. live with everyone um she's my, a pro now though by the way yeah i just learned that like last week yeah. so that was cool but yeah i i was just going to have fun so i was like there's no reason to cut right. i'm just gonna walk on just see what thoughts I can get out of this and yep. have fun. And then you join you join Paradise. Yeah. And, well, you joined Par. No, you had joined Paradise before. Yeah, the before pro. the pro. Then you had a full prep here in Paradise, yeah. and now you are a national champion. Yes. Yeah. When did it hit? Like when did it hit that Jared? I don't know if it has. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cool, but right. like it doesn't feel right feels weird okay so so all of you now know that that she's a national champion but i guarantee you you wouldn't well you wouldn't now but i guarantee you wouldn't know before that she was a dog in powerlifting on her like main on her instagram page so which brings me to the next topic instagram mm -hmm. so like i just said for those who don't know Juliana is a top, she is a top level powerlifter. I mean, one of the one of the best female powerlifters in the country. But when you go to her, her Instagram page, all you truly see is I got some now. I got there's some there's some lifting stuff on there now. With the help of us. Yeah. <laughs> because Recently we added. Because we bullied you. She's like, she yeah. puts her... Uh, I got my dog on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, I, I will say this is a lot different than what it used to be. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm proud of that. Yeah. But when you look at, you know, when, when other powerlifters want to see, you know, what she's doing in training... It's not on there. Ain't on there. It's not on there. But I'm not going to put this... I'm not going to put that one out there. You can. It's a... It's a 
No, no, no. It's, it's a, what is it? Jules. Jules Powerlifts. Jules Powerlifts. I'm not going to spell it. Y'all it's in the bio, out. too. Yeah. But in this, so it's a, it's her, her spam, her lifting spam account that has 229 posts, 96 followers and 78, 96 followers and 78 following. Mm -hmm. And in the bios, it says super top secret, but not actually top secret training account. Yes. I added in the not actually top secret because on two white lights, they said, we don't know if we could share it because it's literally called super top secret. And I was like, oh, it, that was actually just a joke, but I guess like because people actually were looking for it, they didn't know. So I had to put in that it wasn't that. Well, is, is it private? Um, yes, mm. only because I get hate comments if I make it public. Mm. So I accept anyone who wants to follow it, but um, I'm fragile and I don't want the hate comments. <laughs> I might make it public. Honestly, I thought about it because it's not it doesn't keep me up at night. I just didn't feel like dealing with it. And also that account started originally just so that my coach could see the lifts <laughs> that account was purely made so that matt could see my videos because i that's how he was like you can you know upload them or just put make like an instagram for it i was like okay i'm just gonna so do I that no at one point uh was was matt the only follower on at one point yes <laughs> at one point it was just matt that followed that account and then people started asking me and i was like okay how, how long did it go for matt to be the only follower on the account i think my room i think sam my roommate sam probably followed it <laughs> she was probably number two but at, at one point it was it was literally just made for matt so i, I was not a she gave it to me one day after we were training together she's like hey you should you know follow this account because i can actually tag you in it and yeah. i'm like so you actually post your lifts? Yeah, I can't. Rem I can't remember. She had the chainsaw. I think, uh, chainsaw man. Yes. Yeah. So I think. So I think for the longest, um, I just saw this account and it said, "Yeah, it was the chainsaw man like profile pic," and it just it's just it's yeah. just jewels. But it was one that it just kept appearing as like a, a suggested follow. But I'm like. I, you know, I just keep scrolling because it's like, I don't know who that is. I yeah. just keep scrolling. Like every day, I just keep scrolling, keep scrolling. And then I remember we got on the subject one day. I'm like, wait, this is you? She's like, yeah. I'm like, so you do post your stuff? You just, yeah. you hide it. Yeah. Like, this is hilarious. Also, too, at the time, I wasn't, I didn't know if anyone would actually, like, be interested. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, honestly, like, I went to nationals one time, took so much time off, and I was just kind of lifting, just for funsies so i was like i don't know if anyone's gonna want to watch this in my cheater bench and all that in my little tiny puny deadlift so i was like i'll just you know this is just for matt and then everyone wanted to start following i was like okay but i i might make it public just right. because i don't if i accept everyone there's no point in really keeping it private mm -hmm. and like i get hate messages on my normal one anyway whenever i post a story of lift so yeah and it's not really like it's it's annoying, but it's not like hurt my feelings. Annoying. It's more just like oh okay, so. Which because you and I have talked about it, and that's the the sucky part about social media that mm -hmm. like it's really nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And so it's just a matter yeah. of like just letting it be and just yeah. it is what it is. Um, you know, just like find. I feel like it, you just have to find uh, whatever whatever works best for you, whether it's like, ah, you just laugh at it or you just constantly just block it or just ignore or just try to ignore it. But, you know. Yeah, I just kind of make a joke out of it. Most of the mm -hmm. time it is kind of funny, like the things people will say to to like 
I guess, use against me in mm. comments like that. Um, it, I don't really take it to heart. It is the internet. If you're going to post anything on the internet, I feel like it comes with the territory, unfortunately. And also with, it's mainly my bench. With my bench, like if I'm going to bench like that, I need to be fully aware that people will say stuff about it, which is fine. And it's, it's legal in USAPL and that's fine. That's all I care about. So if someone wants to complain, like, Get more flexible. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, yeah. man. Yeah. But talk, yeah, talk your shit. Talk your shit real quick. Just, I don't know. Yeah. But it is what it is. So, it's okay. Yeah. So, what will be... So, if you do decide to make this go public, um, will you try to use that as, like, your... Uh, is that you stepping into a further direction of you getting into like your influencer bag or do you not really do you not really care about like what do you not really care about that in a sense um i think if i made it public i wouldn't change any i would just use it i mean the account is designed just so that my coach can see what i'm doing Mm -hmm. um but i have told myself and you guys and i want to hold myself to it is i want to try to post more of my training on my actual main account Mm -hmm. maybe not like my monotonous like training but i do want to try to make make my instagram more content with my gym stuff and not just like here's my dog because now that now that i have been lifting more and competing more people are actually interested in what i'm doing which i've never felt like people were interested in what i was doing in the gym before i mean my friends were but like I just never felt like, you know, people follow me for that. And now I have people follow me for my lifting. And so it's kind of cool because it is such a big part of my life and I would love to post it. Um, I'm just bad at recording things that mm-hmm. I want to post so right. or remembering to post things. So I, I do want to try to incorporate my lifting more into my main account. So I think if I were to try to get like an influencer type thing that's how i would do it but also i'm not really super like interested in becoming a fitness influencer type so you don't care about like you know brand deals or anything like that um i don't think it's not that i don't care about them but it's not one of my main goals in life so i just have so much going on with my school and everything that it would be awesome if if I could post what I wanted to and a brand would be interested in helping me do that, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But am I going to post things with the intention of getting brands' attention to try and get that done? Not really, because I have other things going on. So it would be nice and I, I would love to do it if the opportunity came along. But I don't have the time to make the media calendars and set up everything I would want to set up to with the intention of getting deals like that. So, mm-hmm. But it, it'd be awesome. But. If you could pick one brand to be sponsored by, what would it be? It can be mm-hmm. non-lifting if you wanted. Like if you wanted Starbucks to sponsor you, like you can say anything. I don't know. Like Cheetos. <laughs> All the hot Cheetos, dude. Could you imagine Co- Coke Zero? I mean, the possibilities Wait. are endless. Is it on here? Eggo, Eggo waffles. No, that's what I would pick because I eat those every day. That's so many boxes of egos i wouldn't have to buy probably egos it's actually really surprising what were you you thinking i don't know any of the women's clothing brands 
Uh, yeah. mine. Didn't you have? I mean, that would be cool, but I eat a Southwest lot more eggs than I buy. <laughs> for the, for the, I don't go anywhere. For the pro, like your intro, wasn't it a a, a video of you eating hot cheetos? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you posted that somewhere. I put it on my story at one point. Ah, okay. Damn, I was gonna. It's my favorite post meat snack. I was, gonna, I was gonna hope to like hold it up so everybody can see it, yeah. but yeah. No, probably Eggo Waffle. I mean, clothing would be cool, but I don't ever buy clothes. And the ones I do buy, if I wear them, it's like a 50-50 if I will even wear them. So I try not to buy clothes because I know I'm... I wear the same thing, like, every day. It's just a different sweatpant t-shirt combo every day. I don't think I would even want to be married to one clothing brand. That, too. I think... So you get most of those brands usually have a stipend. So like, let's say you got four grand a month and you have to wear their clothes. That's free shipped to you. There's there's a couple I could think of. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. You said anything. Okay. Yeah, anything. It's there's a tons well, of different brands. Well, I mean, from. if I had more time to think, I could brainstorm. Uh, that's not the point of a podcast. podcast Off the top of my head, it would be Eggo Waffles because I'd probably spend more money in Eggo Waffles. We get her the Titan singlet, the Eggo Waffle one. And my groceries Jeez, than anything no. else. And that's, Unless what she, that's what she got competing in. That shit is nasty as hell. All of them are. <laughs> All those custom singlets are. I think the I think the worst one is, is either the hamburger one or the, uh, the bow tie one. I think the bow tie was. Oh, the tuxedo looking. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. yeah, that's just disgusting. Oh, man. Unless it's for my dog. All my money goes to Stella or food. So I would pick food. I could I could save money. You don't like the cakes? Yeah. I, I don't really eat them. Sam eats them. Yeah. But I hit the, the blueberry Eggos every morning. I have two of those. I'm not going to lie. I went, um... So for some reason it was like it's been like a protein pancake shortage going on and stuff so it's been really hard to get like so well so like it's the um no i want to make my own fuck that why would i make my why would i make my own when there's a brand out there that already has it in there and i just have to huh yeah so yeah, now clay could in fact buy the mix and make it himself but he doesn't want to take the extra two minutes to do it because like waking up in the morning waking up that early in the morning and having to make a pancake no that's we were you used to do that and you used to tag russ every time you did it yeah and that was when i was waking up at like 8 a.m and doing that versus having to wake up at 6 a.m that's a complete diff that's different how long do you think it takes to make pancakes dog dog but you, it's something that you can't you can't just that's some shit that you have to pay attention to. It's on the pan. You, you can make the mix the night before, and all you have to do is wake up and pour it. No, into the pan. No, or in like the waffle iron. It's really like you don't even have to cook it. That's too much. Yeah, you. and then that's the waffle iron. You got to clean that after. No, that's too time consuming in the morning. So what I was doing instead, I was buying the um, the cup waffle shit, but then there was a shortage on that. I couldn't get that. So I, what I, I did. You explain to people how you also cook your hard boiled eggs. That way people understand really the time constraint that you're under. Oh, so the first thing I do is when I wake up, mm -hmm. I immediately go to the, I immediately go into the kitchen. Well, first mm -hmm. of all, I go pee and then I come out, wash my, wash my ass. And then I go, I got throw that in there because you know. You know what the flame is. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I then will get two eggs and start boiling them as I'm getting ready. No, so he just puts them in the water, starts them on high temperature and hope that it boils by the time he gets done. Yeah. Then he comes here, cracks it open, eats it. On, a on average, 
they be on average they be, they be straight on average on average so yesterday they were a little they, they should they should have stayed in there a little longer <laughs> but today today they were straight they were fire sean does they were on look, point he don't look convinced they be blowing the back like, <laughs> so that so i know the megs are not so, good some morning well no, no no so that would be because of that would be because of overdoing it on the creamer yeah in the ca- yeah caffeine oh. it'll be overdoing it on the creamer and the coffee that'd be why it don't be the horrible eggs no i don't be that could never be that no it, it never it's never the eggs no possibility <laughs> yeah. that it would ever be the eggs yeah no but well i was saying though when it was a shortage on that i went back to the roots and started going to the the blueberry egos because at, at bj's wholesale you get the big ass box of 60. oh yeah oh. i'm telling you the egos so easy yeah yeah, yeah. Best. And I, I slam usually every morning. I'll have my my two egos and then um, a giant glass of Fairlife. Like I weigh it out, and it's just giant glass because that's how I get the protein in. Mm-hmm. So, and then I just eat the egos because I like them. Mm-hmm. It gives me some carbs. So, yeah, usually it's it's just two egos and a massive glass of Fairlife. Right. So, Ego, if you hearing this, she she ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. I'd love to be sponsored by Fairlife. That that would be another. Fair I life. thought about that one too. I spend obscene amounts of money on Fairlife. What do you, what do you get? You get like this is the straight milk. The straight. <laughs> I go through, I go through like maybe a bottle every two days. Oh yeah, I have to buy them like. So how many do you buy? Uh, I can't count. <laughs> I me and my roommates slam Fairlife. We have like four in the fridge at all times, and yeah, I eat the. Just be drink, just be drinking it. So in, yeah. Yeah. So in it's Memphis, well, I never created a glass of milk. In Memphis, uh, Izzy and Rose put me onto the uh, the Shamrocks. It's like a little mm-hmm. protein, like protein shakes it's called like Shamrock. Mm. Some, I guess, I guess you could say it's like Fairlight's one of Fairlight's competitors or whatever. But the Shamrocks, they were they were pretty good. But I'll get like some, I'll get the uh, the Fairlight, you know, forty two, because you know it's just that's a good go to just to get. Um, I remember when I was, I remember when I was trying to do math on like what I wanted to do protein wise. It was between if I wanted to keep getting like the two, the two for like the BOGO GNCs or I just wanted to get packets of Fairlife. And I was doing the math for like, all right, so I'm going to have one like every day. So I was looking to see, you know, with Fairlife, you can only get a box of 12 and it's like $40 or something. And I'm doing the math. I'm like, dog, if I want to, if I want to get enough Fairlife of these cases to last for a month, I'm spending like $120. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. No, I get like the actual milk, not the okay. protein shakes. Okay. I go to Lidl, get like three, two or three at a time. Just I did, yeah, I glasses of milk. That's pretty much it. It's criminal that they don't sell the milk by the gallon. I love how Kadeem said he wasn't going to. No, talk it's to true. That. It's absolutely <laughs> criminal, but they know that I'm going to keep doing, keep buying that. Yeah, too. exactly. The macros on it are too good for me not to buy it, but mm-hmm. go through it so quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was the first meal you had after becoming the national champion? The saddest cheeseburger I've ever. I wanted a cheeseburger so bad, and I was telling everyone, I was probably really annoying about it because it's all I could think of was how bad I wanted a cheeseburger. So after the, after like, when I got to deadlifts, 
Reggie was like, oh, I'll get, I'll Uber eat the cheeseburger before everything closes because it was so late. I yeah. mean, we didn't leave the venue till like 11.30 p.m. That was the next time. It was like 11 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So he was trying to find a place that had a cheeseburger because I wanted one so bad. And then they messed up the order. So I got home and I opened the thing and I was like, ah, oh, yes, cheeseburger. They forgot the cheese and it was just bread and meat, like dry on there. And I was it? like, this is so sad. Where was it from? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. Fucking Memphis, man. It was so sad, and I ate it. How you, how you forget the cheese on a cheeseburger? Yeah. I think that pretty much sums up how everyone felt about Memphis. Yeah, what'd you, you think of Memphis? Dry piece of meat and some um, bread. That was right. Not my favorite place they've done nationals, but it's okay. I had so many people, or so many, it was Reggie, was like, this is like Richmond. I was like, it's nothing like Richmond. It is not like Richmond. I think it it had some kind of it, it has some kind of feel to Richmond, but as far as like the city life goes, yeah. at least for where we were staying, it was not as lively as yeah. Richmond is, which was so so weird to me. Yeah, because I was excited to compete the first day, because then I was like, oh, I'll have the rest of the time to you know go eat and do things and all that. But there really wasn't much for me to do. I know yeah. everyone went to the Bass Pro Shop and stuff. I did with my um, yeah. yeah, and that was like the main thing that I yeah. think people I knew were doing. A few people did other things, but for the most part, it was like everyone felt kind of the same about it. Yeah. So. Because it's one of the, like, it's the big. I guess it's like the biggest one. Yeah. Out. And yeah. So it's you take an elevator to the top. It's like a the, giant pyramid. Yeah. And you take the elevator to the top to eat at the mm-hmm. restaurant. It's crazy. Didn't it used to be like, or it was originally supposed to be like a hotel or something? Or like casino or some I shit? And the Bass Pro bought yeah. it? So if you I, if you look at it, it, it's supposed to be a casino. It yeah. is. Yeah. It was originally supposed to be a casino. That's why it's a pyramid. Mm. Yeah. But regulations kind of shut that down. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't go to it. So yeah. it wasn't, I, I don't know. It was okay. Yeah, it was fun. I I had more fun just watching everybody else. Yeah. I think. Let's hope if they ever try building casinos here, at Bass Pro will buy them out. Yeah, I would, I would be down. Yeah, I don't I don't think we should have a casino. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They yeah. should build a giant fancy casino yeah. and then shut it down and, and sell it, it to Bass Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, with a casino here, there that's tons of jobs. Usually brings in a lot of artists. It's pretty good for a concert and everything else. Um. Just don't tear down a poor neighborhood to build it. That'd be kind of cool. You see, that, yeah, see, that's exactly why I voted that's, against it. Yeah, yep. See, that's yep, where, it, that's, where, you, that's, where you, that's where you that's where you lose them. That's where that's, that's where you lose them. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to tear down the one step near number uh, one, baby. Gentrification, baby. Step number one. I don't want to describe the area, but yeah, it was very uh, not affluent. So is it around me? No. Okay. It's close though. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on my side. Mm, Cause you're, yeah. yeah. Cause there's been a lot of construction there. It's been a lot of construction. Well, no. So it's on about now to try again to get it approved first, so they wouldn't yeah, tear no, anything it, down first. It yeah. was there last time too when I voted against it the yeah. first time. Probably do it again. Definitely do it again. Completely different company this time too. So like everybody's trying. Wait. <laughs> Everybody want dips. Wait. Did it? Mm-hmm. So, what is next for the national champ? Uh, the Arnold. Oh, oh no! Oh, 
Oh no, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I didn't know. And then Matt was like, so Arnold? I was like, yeah, I guess so. So that's what we're doing. Because you are a pro and as a pro series finale. Yeah. So I'm going to just do the good old Arnold Nats, Arnold Nats. Unless something else comes up. I mean, I could always change my mind, but that's the plan for now. The scheduling for this is just, the scheduling structure is just so weird and it makes no sense. That's why most people are leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get into that next episode. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. What are your goals for the Arnold? Do you plan on adding more to your bench total? Do you plan on stacking your deadlift? What? I mean, I would love to add to my deadlift, but realistically, it'll probably be bench and squat again. I'm going to try. I, I really want to try to have a deadlift, but um, I think my goals for the Arnold are just to do better than I did last time at you- nationals. So I don't I don't have any numbers specifically, but same weight class or you just going in there? Same weight class. OK. Yeah. I, I mean, as of now, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I do not know I, every thought I have in powerlifting. I pass by Matt and then he tells me it's a yes or it's a let's <laughs> rethink that and then whatever that is that's what we do gotcha. so as of in my little brain i think we're doing 52s but if matt says let's not cut for this one then i'm not going to cut so we'll see but i think the goals for it is just to do better than i did the last time i competed yeah. that's it so i don't have any hard numbers it would be cool to break the squat record because that is 156 mm-hmm. um and I'm close to that. So that would be really cool. Um, but we'll just take what's there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I guess what is the, you know, be all. is there anything in particular that you want to accomplish before you, I guess, walk away from the sport? Like, is it a certain number of mm-hmm. titles, records? Do you have like do you have an exit plan or are you just um, you just live you just living? Yeah, not really. I'm just okay. kind of just kind of going, just kind of lifting. Um, <clears throat> I didn't even I did not think I would get this far, so I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of going with it and having fun with it. And if I win, that's great. And if I don't win, that's great too. But it's more just I will just want to do better than I did the time before. And if that earns me a gold, that's awesome. If it doesn't, I just gotta do better next time. Uh, in terms of like my end goal for it all, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't even, I did not think I would win nationals. So I didn't even know I was close to winning nationals until like two weeks out when Matt texted me, hey, we're, we're pretty close to this. So I was like, okay, sounds good. So <laughs> it was more than two weeks, but still, I, I had no idea. I don't, I don't keep track of it. That's what he does, so. We'll see. I mean, I'm just going to have fun with it until I don't have fun anymore and then see how long I want to go after that. And then that's it. You don't feel any pressure. Um, you, well, that's what you, that's what like you come off as. You just seem like a, in a way, like it is what it is kind of aspect, but it's also mm-hmm. just like, I'm, go- I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah. I mean, I I feel pressure and that I want to do well. There's a lot more pressure that I put on myself than I feel from other like outs, external factors. Um, I've also like I've never felt pressure for a meet until nationals because I had no idea that I was like in the running to win it. And then once I found that out, I was like, oh, some pressure now. Like I want to do well because I have a chance of actually winning. And then 
even with the pressure though it's it's a sport where it's like if you do the training the best you can do it it's just gonna play how it's gonna play you just have to be present on meet day mm-hmm. so i mean if I, if I do everything i'm supposed to do and i have a coach that i trust that's like the key then you know all i have to do is show up and do the best i can on meet day and that's it that's all that's all i can do so gotcha. like i might i'm not gonna pull like a crazy third deadlift mm-hmm. just just out of the blue but if i can set myself up to do the best i can on meet day then that's that's all i can do so i feel i feel pressure sometimes but it's it's more often just i just want to see what i can do with it it's good so yeah do you have a question or i, I mean, got only if you're ready to end this off well i got i got I have one. a silly one right i got one more it's kind of like a so it's not silly. It's a it's kind of a loaded question, not necessarily silly. So try it. Also me first. Yeah. Okay. So what do you um talking to, you know, women that want to I guess get into the sport or they feel, you know, their insecurities and they they're not sure about themselves and they don't know if they want to and they want to do it and like it's some you know it is. I feel like there is some out there that look up to you with like you. You encourage them to want to get into it, but they are kind of like you know they're scared. They don't know if they want to do it or not. Mm-hmm. So, what do you have to say for to them as far as like taking that step forward? Mm, like in terms of st- like strength and performance and security, or just generally in general. Um. I mean, I, I would say like lo- I honestly think uh, in the recent years there've been a lot more women in this sport mm. compared to when I and I like I said I didn't start like that long ago I mean 5 years is a minute but there I remember being in the powerlifting club at VCU and it was like me and two other girls like there they was not as big as it is now for women in the sport which I think is amazing and I'm excited about it but for any anyone who's still hesitant who you know just feels insecure about it I would say just to find like a, a group or a friend that you can train with to get yourself in it. But the main thing is just, I mean, for me, I was insecure about starting. I just faked it till I made it. Just kind of went in, just have fun. Like, just have fun with it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have to, you don't have to compete. Like, no one's saying you have to compete. I did. I never thought. When I first started, I told everyone I was never going to compete. I did not want to. Because mm-hmm. I was so scared about not doing well and, like, feeling dumb for trying. So I was so insecure about it. I didn't know what I was doing. But if you just have fun with it and your confidence will grow with it and then you know, you could change your mind. We, um, we didn't plan for that. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, for, for anyone now, like I said, I mean, it's difficult because I can fully understand why it would be a hard sport to get into. It's, there's, because it's grown so rapidly, although there's a lot more uh encouragement in it the audience is so big there's a lot more discouragement as well so it is difficult to try to filter that out and kind of see what i'm talking about in terms of like just go have fun with it because it might not be fun for someone to go into a gym and feel uncomfortable that's totally valid but find a find a good gym like the community here at chaos is something i'm very spoiled with and it's definitely noticeable when i go to other gyms there are plenty of people that don't know who I am and just see I'm a girl and think I don't understand what I'm doing and I'll go to other gyms like that and it's very obvious and 
it's very annoying. And luckily, I have enough confidence in a gym to to be like, no, I do know what I'm doing. But it's also very eye opening because I'm like, wow, this this is still happening. And if I didn't know what I'm doing, I would probably feel really bad about it. The way I'm being spoken to and treated right now. So it's completely valid. But I think the most important thing is find a good community that will help you improve and help encourage you. Um, even if it's online, like even if there are no gyms around you that don't have that community, if you can find like an online community to help you feel more encouraged, like that's still helpful. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I know a lot of people, a lot of women and men who don't want to compete because they don't feel strong enough to compete or anything, which is also completely valid. It is like you want to feel like you're going to do well. And if you don't feel like you are, it's easy to see why you wouldn't want to compete. But it's really you against yourself. So I wouldn't, I mean, I tell everyone it's just fun. Like, just don't worry about your numbers. Don't worry. If it's your first meet qualifying for Nats, it's a great goal to have. But the main thing for your first meet is to just go have fun and see if you even like it. Because you don't want to spend hours and hours and like sacrificing events and birthdays and all this to go train and then find out you, you don't actually like it. And so then you qualify for Nats and you don't even want to go. Like, Although it's rare, it happens. So I would rather just have fun with the first meet. Don't cut for it. Don't take it like you're not going to war. Don't take it too seriously. And if you like it and it sticks, that's great. If you don't, now you didn't waste a bunch of time and money. But that's just my take on it. So I don't know. So valid. So real. <laughs> it's the most we've ever gotten her to talk to. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I know a lot of women who are like scared to go to the gym oh, yeah. because they're scared to be viewed as like, they don't know what they're doing or they don't want to be, you know, like spoken to a certain way or, you know, looked down on and all this. And it's totally like it, it happens. It yeah. happens to me all the time when I go to other gyms, like not in Virginia. If I go to other gyms that I'm just training in, not on program or something like people will just think I'm dumb mm. and it's frustrating. But so it's it's I can easily see why someone would be dissuaded from joining the sport in that sense. What was your question? So the end off this very serious and heartfelt talk here. Uh, you know, my silly ass has to end episodes in a certain way. I was going to say, if you had the opportunity to get a backstage pass, VIP treatment, all the bells and whistles, what concert or artist are you going to go see? You get to hang out with them on the couch in Joji. the back. Who's that? Joji. Joji. Um, what was that? Nope. Glimpse of Us. Do you remember that song? Play a song. You'll, you'll recognize this song. You'll recognize this song. Spell the name. J-O-J-I. Or Billie Eilish, of course. We are Billie friends. Billie fans. Wait, I have the song. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would love to go to one I'm not going to lie. I probably have never just looked up the artist for that song. I just definitely have heard it play. But yeah, that and then Billy Eilish probably be very whimsical. Like people that hear, you just sit there and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Who are you going to with your ratchet ass, Clay? Uh, ratchet. Or Ash Nico. Who was just in Richmond and I missed it. So, so backstage, just hanging out with them? Like, you get the full VIP treatment. 
Mm. Or Kalani. <clears throat> yeah, I'll end up divorced if I go to see Kalani backstage. I, I would, yeah, I would love to see Kalani. That would be my other choice, actually. Hmm. I feel like if I say Drake, I'm a groupie. <laughs> I feel like he's a good performer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Seen him. I mean, he has really big seen stadiums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a great. I've performer. seen him once. Yeah. And that was a Club Paradise tour. I never got him to see. Yeah, saw him with he did. Uh, it was the him and Migos tour. Hmm. Yeah, that was a great concert. But honestly. I think gonna, because it's just it's gonna be chill. It's gonna. So be, you see why I said ratchet at the beginning. <laughs> gonna, he's not He's a. He's not ratchet. He's just he's just. What? He, he's chill. He's not. He's not like a. He, he's not someone like who a, would be put on trial for anything. Okay. He was found. Defend yourself. <laughs> you can't defend yourself. <laughs> It's a lot that we could get into with that, but we're not going to. Uh, he's out, and his name is he, his name is cleared for now. They say he, they say he did, they say he ain't snitching either, so he good. See, um, one of my favorite albums is "Alone at Prom" by Tory Lanez. But would I want to go backstage with Tory Lanez? <laughs> no, yeah. absolutely not. Because I remember her. Uh, what was the hype song? Your hype. The song. color violet. <laughs> still one of my favorite songs. <laughs> But I don't condone what he did to Megan. She was, so. hey, no, she was still blasting that shit when he was on trial, too. <laughs> proven innocent, proven guilty. I told, you guilty. Gonna, I told you, you're going to get canceled. Listen, have you heard it since? <laughs> no, no. No. No, good job. Exactly. Yeah. You know who I'm going to go see. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Swifty. <laughs> yeah. That's an experience in itself. I mean, uh, come on. Come on. Come on. Those are like the biggest shows. It's like thousands of dollars to go see him. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, Luke Holmes, we fantastic. Yeah. Look who it is. It's the basshole. Anyways, thank you again, Juliana, for joining us on another episode of Controlled Chaos. Thank you, guys. Yeah. This was a great one. Can't wait to have you back before the Arnold. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be a this good, nice fun. little preview show. Thank yep. you guys. Yeah. I, this is going to be a preview for me. I don't know what I'm doing, so I'll have to text Matt and let him know. Like, hey, Matt, tell me, know, me all like, of your openers right now so that your competition has an edge up on you. Doing, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed this on YouTube, like um, and comment who else you want to see as a guest on here. Please subscribe. <laughs> I was going to say that. That's where I thought he was going with it. I was going to, you know, he's new, he's new to this new influencer stuff. You know, fuck y'all. <laughs> so anyways thank you again for joining our episode of controlled chaos <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitches <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>